super like, oh, why are you still wearing your mask? And you can just be like, what, you, you believe the government and what they say? Oh, yeah. Or like, my favorite one is like, yeah, I wear a mask so that the government's deep state face surveillance system doesn't record my face when I'm out in public. Yeah. And you can just see their, like, them go into like a feedback loop. <laughs> what they what their chosen what their chosen conspiracy theory is <laughs> so wow that's uh <laughs> you just like you're really just fucking with their programming at that point that literally is what that is you just just turn the tables on them completely good lord <laughs> boy hold on you fucking I wasn't expecting this input. I had to do some fucking thinking here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just snaps them. But oh God. I don't know. I mean, we've been lucky. Like, um, despite my, you know, partner going into the public school every day, we haven't caught and uh, gotten COVID. So we're just yeah. awesome. Well, fucking going to the gym right now has been weird because, like, this whole week it because of all the, the mask mandates being up now it's just like I, i'm like i'm still wearing my mask and everything because i'm like eh, it's a little too early for me to feel comfortable not wearing one at the moment um and i'm just i'm in there and i'm like one of the only people wearing a mask anymore there's yeah. i think some i don't even think the staff actually even were today at least i don't remember if they were some of them were earlier in the week but yeah, the the only other people, like the few other people, are just like you know, fifty or over, basically the odd person. But yeah, I'm I'm base. I feel so like weirdly like on my own in there in that regard. But it it I guess it is what it is. But it's I mean, people can do what they want to do, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a little bit weird. It's a weird vibe. Yeah, I mean it, it's. I don't know how I totally feel about it. Um, I mean, like, I'm still wearing masks where I go, like, all the grocery stores, like, you know, workers and, like, other people in the grocery stores still wear them. Um, Invisible was saying how all the kids at school, there's only, like, three kids in the whole school who aren't, are not still wearing their masks. Um, like, everyone else still is. Um yeah, I don't know, like, it's, and, like, where my brother works in that convenience store, um, I mean, the, the work still requires the employees to wear them, um, but where it is located near, like, the post-secondary school, um, no one's wearing, like, customers don't wear masks when they come in anymore, which, like, kind of pisses me off, but, like, what can you do with that? I, ju I just hate to think that, like, my brother's like exposed to all these like students who are coming in without their masks you know yeah well i mean especially after st patrick's yeah. day right well yeah exactly well and like you're you're not wrong at all but yeah i mean there's really nothing you can do at this point because they basically have lifted the rule that would keep that, yeah. that would have give any sort of ability to kind of like keep them in check and at this point now, you're just relying on, like, high schoolers to make sensible life decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that's, like, wishing for, uh, that's, like, wishing for, like, snow in, like, July. Yeah. No, well, what can you do? Yeah. Well, what can you do? 
But... Well, we can we can get to the intro because it's yeah. episode sixty one of Balcony Banter. How yeah. is that for a fucking oh, yeah. segue? <laughs> I, I was hoping you would pick up what we were putting hey. down. I okay, all right. <laughs> Let's. Well, okay, it, I I appreciate that. I I kind of got full of myself for a moment, and you very very quickly put me in my place, piece, and oh, I do I'm appreciate that. <laughs> it's it's no, you know, you know what? It's good. It's a good dynamic. Uh yeah, I'm Big B. <laughs> oh, not bees. We got fly again. You're still yeah. still lingering about red as ever. You you have rewatched Turning Red today, as you have reported. I'm, uh, I'm still camping here out on the balcony in my little little square, and I've rewatched Turning Red because bees watched it. So yes, I need to. Uh, I mean, I'm going to reiterate uh, my comment earlier that I said in our chat, but I'm going to say, holy shit, 10 out of 10 masterpiece. <laughs> it is, like, a terrific movie. Like, I don't think uh, this is Pixar, but it is by far the best animated movie that I've seen uh, since Big Hero 6. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, uh, <sighs> It's so good, and rewatching it just like on my own ha was like also really freeing because I could watch a lot of like little details here and there that I didn't catch the first time, and just like really appreciate some of the additional messages. But like, tell us more. Tell us more what you thought. Yeah. Um, it's well, uh, I'll say this much at least. A part of me uh is glad that I'm forgetful because I did kind of forget <laughs> like a lot of what we talked about last week. <laughs> So uh, I got to experience uh, most of the movie for the first time, uh, and yeah, holy shit, just the amount of, like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, like, just good things are in that movie, uh, it just blows my mind. Uh, like, it, I don't even think it was at the halfway point when uh, she revealed her powers to her friends, and mm -hmm. then her friends were just immediately like, okay, well, you're still our girl, panda or no panda, yeah. and we love you. And it's like, oh my, oh wow, this we're like starting off on a strong note. Oh my god, yes, I, I that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. Like on the second watch through, I thought that moment was just so beautiful because like like it took them like what one second to get over the fact that she was the panda and like like sh like Malin started breaking down and crying and they're like, no girl, don't worry about it. Who cares about the panda? We're still your friends. You're still our friend. I'm like. That's so cute. Love that, it. Yeah, that was really cute. Oh. Um, and just another, uh, like, really strong emotional thing uh, that I found in the movie was, um, you mentioned it uh, last week, but when, uh, like, the bully uh, was found mm -hmm. to be at the, the boy band show, and mm -hmm. they uh, they saw him, and like, oh my word, you're, uh, you're like, what was it, Four, uh, four Town? What was the band yeah. name? Four Town, yeah. What? Okay, yeah. Uh, you're a four townie just like us, and they instead of like ridiculing him, laughing him off the screen, they like surrounded him and was like, "Oh, you're one of us. That's amazing." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's just so beautiful." They didn't Jeez. they didn't laugh at him. They didn't tease him. They're just like, "Okay, we accept you." Yeah, and just like it was so nice that like they just like. It's so refreshing to see them, like, a, just, like, a mainstream movie be like, yeah, boys can like boy bands. That's okay. That was really refreshing yeah. to see. Yeah. Uh, so heartwarming. Um, And, like, 
by all accounts, like that that boy should have been like terrified of the group because the last time he was on screen, May was like cutting him up with her claws. Literally right? on the verge of killing yeah. him. Yeah. So like the fact that he was also like, Yeah, let me be a part of your group. I want to be your friend is like oh, it's just like a lot of like a lot of forgiveness all of a sudden in like a very short time frame. I'm like that's oh this movie's great. It's so beautiful. Oh yeah, it's just it's, so good. It's kind of reflective of, you know, relationships at that age too though in a way, right? Like you can have some shit go down, but then like it it can kind of it blows over a little quicker when you're you're that age, I guess. I feel like that's maybe part of what some of that was trying to represent in a very exaggerated way because there's one thing I do want to bring up and discuss with both of you since you recently rewatched it. I did not rewatch it today, I will disclose. Uh, that was, I guess, a missed opportunity on my part. Uh, but nonetheless, um, there's a point where she throws a ball at that same kid's head. And they kind of play it like very loose. Like the teacher's like, oh, okay, you're you're done. You're not playing dodgeball illegal anymore. Throw. Which, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, illegal throw. I would not say necessarily illegal by the standards of that game, but maybe more just by the laws of like endangering <laughs> human life because she like it shows the shot went clean through his hair and then through several walls, I believe. And <laughs> that boy almost got murdered <laughs> by yeah. this bandit girl. And they it's just like they just kind of brush past it. And I get it, I get it, and it's the whole metaphor, it's it's that, but she almost murdered this boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, you know i feel like when he see there's that moment of fear and i know they're trying to play it to be like you know he's he's afraid of getting caught at the boy band concert but there's a part of me now that can't help but feel that he he maybe does fear he's in mortal danger at this point yeah exactly <laughs> and he wasn't if that was the case he wasn't wrong because then the mom showed up and almost killed everyone yeah oh my god oh man that, kid, no that hold on fight scene wow Okay, I do want to get to your thoughts on that, Bees, but okay, no, yeah. I do I do really want to examine that for a second, because imagine, this boy has just been fucked up two times by this giant, already fairly giant panda girl, and then one the size of a goddamn skyscraper just rips open this stadium you're in. <laughs> that's That's gotta be like a, like, all-time, like, worst moment of your life right then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really. Oh God! Beast, talk talk to us about that finale. I mean, yes. oh that that finale. Oh my word! Like, where to start? Where to where to end? Um, <laughs> the fact that she uh like mid ritual was like, no, like I I, I want to keep this, and then like ran ran to the show like galloping over rooftops. That that was cool. But seeing the mom like finally snap, like she dares, like she dared disobey me and this of all things and she just lost it like her yeah. panda spirit was unleashed and yeah it was a freaking kaiju basically what and just <laughs> yep. seeing that walk through the the streets of toronto i was like wow this is this is just amazing oh yeah though no, i absolutely loved it like the way that and i i, I don't know like some on second viewing one thing that like i kind of felt was like for, I know I don't know if the same was for you guys, but like whenever my parents like I could I could handle them being like 
you know, annoyed or sad or whatever. But if they were ever angry at me, I felt really, really small. And I don't know if that's what they maybe that they were going for that, like for the first uh... time in Malin's life, her mom is pissed off at her and maybe like the re like the, that was like a thematic reason for making ming to be at like you know um 50 stories tall right because it's the first time that she's pissed off at her and it might make i don't know but like i know for me i whenever my parents were actually mad i would feel very tiny compared to them oh so, yeah for sure oh yeah no, I think you're, like, spot on with that. Like, I think it's that. And I, I do think, like, the, the kaiju angle is definitely intentional, just with all of the, like, anime references and, and all of that that's already in the movie. Like, that that feels very on brand with that. And they, they definitely play into that. But, yeah, no, I, I think you're definitely right in, in that scale, playing that dynamic between, like, parent and child. I, I definitely can see that exactly like to sort of like support that it's just the fact that all the aunties and grandmas were like normal sized pandas and then like they're you know they're all like 10 12 feet tall and then ming is 50 feet tall right so it's it i don't know i think that's just sort of for me that's how it sort of explains why she's so big but <laughs> i mean it was it was pretty cool like um when she saw uh, the or her mom's panda spear and was like, it's that big? And yeah. I was like, I, I told you it was big. Like, that big, though? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She's literally tearing the, the stadium roof off. Yeah. Oh, Jin no. is the best character. Just, the I have to throw obligatory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is a great character. <laughs> I I laughed a second time when May was like or uh, Malin was like no 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 don't don't come with me wouldn't you rather hang out with Dad and he just perked up yeah, the dog <laughs> hearing his phone fucking name it's still so funny uh, yeah and um, then just absolutely savages him a second later just like nah <laughs> nah not Dad <laughs> he he can stay here by himself. He's so he's so hurt by it. But uh like the end the end scene, um uh, man, there's just so much to talk about in this finale. Uh, mm. the part like when the battle starts and like, okay, well the this ritual was originally about sealing your spear, but now it's about sealing hers because that, that thing's way more dangerous. Uh so, oh man, just seeing well, what was the father's name? Jin? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just seeing Jin with a uh, the industrial like chalk line maker running in a circle like keep her in the circle that that was great uh the battle scene where like the grandma was like forgive me and just like unleashed her spirit and the rest of the uh, the relatives all released their spirits and did like yeah. basically like a power rangers pose yeah oh, just so so amazing absolutely i it was so cool seeing like the grandma like so like dramatically and dynamically throw her bracelet and 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 smash it to release her panda and it's just like oh and then all the aunties did it I'm like oh chills love it um that whole that whole movie is basically like on avatar the last airbender levels of character development throughout the oh whole my God. thing yeah just the oh man it's just so terrific because well even at uh 
when you they like you had to start singing from your heart because uh, they said it didn't matter what it was as long as it's from the heart. And then, like, her friends start coming up, and even the boy band stayed and was like, yeah. we're singing, and it was like, just seeing the boy bands, uh, seeing them stay, was like, holy shit, how can this get any better? I know, and just how the boy band, uh, is, like, that song ended up weirdly, like, mixing super well with the chants. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That was, chills. like, pretty good. Loved it. Um, this is, like, such an aside, uh, this is, like, just give me, entertain me for 15 seconds. The, uh, makeup, the makeup brand ColourPop recently came out with a new line themed after Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'm just thinking about it now because you mentioned the, you know, the character development, and one of the things that they're selling on top of, like, all of the makeup and eyeshadow and whatever are, uh, Toph-themed clay face masks and i think oh. that is the most peak advertising anyone could ever do yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> like link us this what i i need to see this now i need oh, to have yeah, a true. visual um but i mean it's not so much that it's like what it looks like but the fact that it's a um it's the fact that it's a uh like a, a clay charcoal mask themed after Toph. It, like, it comes in the little container that's got, like, an Earthbender oh. symbol on it. And just oh, the fact that it's, it's, it's more the, not so much that it's, like, it looks like Toph, but it's just that, like, oh, it's an Earthbender sort of thing. That's all. <laughs> Alright, I'll admit, I, as I'm sure the surprise of no one is fairly regular when we record, I'm not exactly the most sober right now. When you said clay mask, I I pictured something very different and did not think <laughs> about the beauty product or like the skincare product type oh. of deal, like the the cosmetic good that you were clearly referring oh, to. Yeah, I, I was because I, I thought it was very weird <laughs> that they would be selling <laughs> the kind of clay mask I was thinking of. I mean, I feel like I might know what uh, Big B was talking about. The kind of <laughs> the kind of clay mask no, I was thinking like, of, like a physical mask that you would wear made out of clay. Yeah, yeah, like that's that what kind I was of Fucking mask. Oh, like a like a COVID mask. You mean? No, like no. Or no, like I mean, like a ceremonial mask. Oh, made of okay. Clay. Okay. Which I realize how stupid that is now that I'm really <laughs> thinking about it okay, a bit right. more. But... Th thank well, you for the people in chat, Bees. <laughs> oh, that's what yeah. I was thinking about. I don't know about Big Bees, but that's definitely <laughs> what some, I was something, you know, Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> okay. No, I'm talking, I... I'm talking about the skincare shit, you guys. Oh. Yeah, no, I realize that that must, that should have been obvious, but man, man that's not where my head is at, apparently. Yeah, that's that, I was not thinking the, the same thing either. <laughs> that's fine. Maybe I should have specified charcoal clay masks, but somehow I feel even saying that would not have helped. No, honestly, probably not. This, this is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no hope for me. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, back to turning red. Anyways, love the movie. Love how colorful and fun it is. And um, oh, one thing that I really appreciated on my second watch was 
when they were at the concert itself and the you know the boy band was like slowly like the you know the rising up from underneath the stage uh very dramatically um the way that Mei Lin was like flapping her hands in excitement like a little school <laughs> like totally done that before at concerts. like this this movie is just so like it just feels so relatable i mean i <laughs> Uh, I kind of want to go back to some of the comments uh, we made last week, because, well, not comments, but um, weren't either one of you saying that uh, people were saying that, like, oh, kids don't do this in real life. What, what are they yeah. talking about? I, yeah. I mean, I obviously, I wasn't uh, a 13-year-old in 2002, so I can't relate perfectly, but <laughs> I witnessed, like, that shit personally growing up. Like, kids, kids definitely did that back in the day. I don't know what, what they're talking about. Exactly. And like, it, it's just such a normal thing for like 13 year olds to do to like, like squeal out and jump for joy with their friends. And like, like, I don't know, like, it's just normal to be excited around your friends. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Just like some, uh, yeah, the girly things they do, like the, just the expressions, like the hand gestures they do, like some of the stuff they talk about, uh, the, uh, well, what's the word? the like suggestive drawing she was doing with like that store clerk like all that <laughs> stuff is real yeah, yeah exactly like they didn't pull that out of thin air they like they probably had like their own experiences back in the day or like i don't they just they knew this, well th this was meant to be like you know the the director kind of like uh pulling from a lot of life experiences and considering she went into a route in animation you bet your ass she drew some wild shit back in the day i'm sure oh she did <laughs> so uh i watched the first 10 minutes of the uh documentary on making this movie and on the director's like old blog spot blog oh, is like, an animation that she did in college of just like it's like it's just a shitty animation of a of a hamster twerking to a K-pop song. Beautiful. <laughs> oh man. Like it's great. Um what actually one thing I wanted to I haven't finished the documentary. I only got like 10 minutes in before we had to do the do the recording, but one of the things that the director was talking about that she really enjoyed about wor working around Red Pandas is the fact that not only are they just so great and you know they're from China they're they're from there um but the fact that you know even visually they are such a great way uh such a good conduit for her to talk about this story because they're red which is a lucky chinese color but they're red and white which is the canadian flag and that makes it such a good like vehicle to try to just visually tell this story about a Chinese Canadian girl. And I just said, oh yeah, colors, colors are great. Yeah. Love <laughs> 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 colors, love turning red. <laughs> love I'm sorry. No, I, I <laughs> there's something just about your excitement and that that really delayed in me. Uh, no, I, that's that's great, actually. I don't really have a lot to say about that, but that's great. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the documentary, so. I'm, pro I'm definitely going to watch that at some point, because 
Uh, well, yeah, as soon as the movie turned off, it sh- popped that up, and I was like, wait, that there's a documentary for this? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, they they went to, a, like, a, a lot of women from the crew, uh, and they actually said that a lot of, like, behind the scenes, like, director, head of animation, producer, et cetera, et cetera, were mostly women in the executive room, which was really refreshing. Um, yeah. They showed some clips of how of when uh, four of the main staff, and I think it was like uh, head of like head of something, head of animation, the her, the director herself, or whoever else, and they just like spent a day with at, at an exhibit uh, at a dude working with and drawing red pandas. Um, and I'm like, oh, oh, they're so cute, you guys. Red pandas in real life are are mad adorable. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely. Sure. Red. Oh yeah! Red pants in real life are absolutely adorable. Hell yeah! You know, they're they're not. I don't say they're not as big as they look in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, that makes no sense. What? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. How they like, how they get one that big fit in the stadium like that? <laughs> yeah, they also they also uh, uh, what is it? Uh, auditioned a lot of uh, red pandas <laughs> to get one that size. <laughs> They're so cute and fluffy. <laughs> well, with it, this is just us posting red panda gifts in the Discord chat now. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, whenever I think of red pandas, uh, has any of you ever seen the viral video of a red panda coming out of a zoo, but like looks at a rock and gets like scared? Like, what the hell are you? <laughs> well. I mean, I feel like we're going to here in a moment, because you're going to have to post it. it. Sorry, is it a video or a GIF? Uh, it is a video, but it's it's, pro- it's really short enough, it probably could be considered a GIF. They're they're so cute, they get startled at everything. Oh yeah, here it is right here. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the actual video is obviously like longer and like not as sped up but yeah that's that's the gist of it yeah <laughs> they're just like oh hey rock what are you doing here i'm gonna fucking scare the hell out of you look how big i am watch out he's coming through <laughs> oh it's adorable that's cute that's so cute i um the last time i went to a zoo i had visited a friend last summer uh in winnipeg and uh we went to the winnipeg zoo oh hey oh Oh hey, it's Winnipeg. <laughs> I well yeah, I did I did used to live in that province at one point. You know, yeah, know. the province of Winnipeg. No, <laughs> the province that contains Winnipeg. I know. I'm just I'm just being a smartass. <laughs> you goon uh, or dumbass, whatever one you prefer. Oh no, you're not dumb. <laughs> you are you you are smart. <laughs> Sometimes you are an ass. <laughs> no, I ju- I'm kidding. No, I know. Go on, fly. Um, so, <laughs> um, and they had a red panda there. Um, and it, it it was just sleeping on a little platform, and its back was towards the glass. So I didn't quite get to see that it's. I didn't get to see its face, but I got to see its tail, which was kind of like swishing a little bit. It was like a little, not swishing, more of a like a little twitch as it was sleeping. Um, as it and the tail hung over the side of the little um perch, and ah, oh, they're so fl- they are so fluffy. <laughs> Anyhow, 
I would like to see a red panda. I don't believe I ever have, but they're they're pretty cute. I mean, I don't I don't know about red pandas, but normal pandas I know like they're like obviously they're exotic animals, but like in terms of like seeing them at a zoo, they are like really exotic and like expensive. Yeah. Because like I, it can cost a couple million just to like acquire one, even for like a short rental time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. They're they're crazy expensive, and I think I don't think the Toronto Zoo has them anymore. I think they after they had them for like a three or five year contract, and they and then they loaned them or sorry they were loaned from China to the Toronto Zoo. And then they went to the Calgary Zoo for like a five-year stint or something. I don't know if they're back in China now or not, though. But... I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing, another thing I did learn about zoos is um, they don't really trade animals like with normal currency. They trade with animals. So like, yeah. if they want a panda, for example, they'll they'll be like, well, if you want this panda, you'll give me like twenty penguins or two lions, something like that. No way! Are yeah. you fucking serious? Yeah, that's a real yeah. thing. It's a real thing. Animals literally, are... literally, zoos are trading fucking no. animals like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, they, they they have to. They have to because if you put a dollar amount on it, it 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 that sets it for the black market. That right? does it, yeah, for like really, yeah. I, oh yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah. So okay. If, if they keep a price off of the animals, then like poachers don't know how much to actually sell it for. So it like the trading helps like prevent like um the um poaching market for uh all those animals but yeah that's like they are treated like pokemon that's nuts <laughs> to me like like when you explain it in those terms yeah it makes a lot of sense but <laughs> just the thought of like it's like it's like middle schoolers sitting around a table <laughs> with their pokemon cards like oh yeah you want my you want my charizard well you gotta give me three of your diglets Penguin. yes like i don't know yeah like <laughs> Three penguins for my Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's, I don't know. That's wild to me. I just, I, yeah. It's it's pretty great. I love it though. I I, I love zoos. I think they're like, I think they're just like, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, like zoos are really bad, but like, they're they're not getting poached. I think that's pretty important. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, and I, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's, I think there's something to be said for, like, yeah, there's some aspects of zoos that I could see being problematic. Yeah. But, I mean, at, in some cases, like, the animals are generally always being cared for the best they can. I mean, some places are probably worse than others in so far as, like, how much space they get and how, like, good the conditions necessarily are. And, I mean, we should be aiming for the best we can, but, like, you know, the experience of being able to go and see them as people and to learn about them in that way, and in some cases for them to be able to have the care that they need, that's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing. No, absolutely. Especially for young children, it helps, like, realize that they're not just mythical creatures, that animals are real things. So I, I, I find zoos to be amazing, like, learning experiences even as an adult like there's like one half of my brain that's like I, got, I gotta read and learn about every single thing and then that other half of my brain that's like oh, look at the monkeys 
I'll, my... I've had a really hard time through this whole bit not thinking about the fact of our friend Zoo listening to this part and hearing, <laughs> man, Zoo's, some people say Zoo's are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially our friend Zoo? Screw that guy. Nah, Zoo's fine. I mean, and... I've only been to one zoo in my life and i guess technically it is a zoo because uh it was at marine land a long time ago so obviously oh, like the focus was like aquatic animals yeah but, like, they do they do have some like other stuff so technically that is a zoo uh obviously like i at the time uh this was a long time ago back when it wasn't really known as much that marine land kind of treats their animals like garbage yeah yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I went a lot as a kid. Um, and I mean, like, through no fault of my parents, they would not have known about the animals oh, yeah. back at the, t at the time. Like, like my, my mom is definitely very aware of it now. So like, it's not a problem. It's just, it's, you know, I think we all went to marine land at some point as a kid, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember the advertisements. Yeah, that that jingle was insidious, dude. Oh God, everybody loves Marine Land. Man, that's just bringing back so many flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah. For, I wonder what our non-Canadian listeners are wondering. <laughs> like, what? What is this I, place? Yeah. What is this jingle? I do want to mention. I really like the notion of aquariums just being like wet zoos. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the same idea. It's a bunch of animals, just this time they're in water. There's just this time it's real wet. Uh, it's wet. Oh my god, we should go to the Ripley's Aquarium. That it's so fun. Uh, you know that I haven't actually been there. That would be cool to see. Oh, I have heard that is a pretty dope place. Yeah, no, it's I absolutely love it. It's it's very um. It's very streamlined as like it's there's one path through the aquarium so you're you can't get stressed out about like missing out on a part of the park or anything like I know I yeah I, I have that problem with like you know theme parks or uh, even the Toronto Zoo where you know I'm like oh I don't know what direction I should go but with the aquarium it's just like a singular path a long path but just one path and so i don't stress out about missing out on anything so that's pretty cool yeah I, I i like it and the the um the the aquarium ends with like a little touch tank um and they sometimes change up what's in there um i've gone a couple of times and sometimes it's little nurse sharks and they're very adorable and you could just like pat them on the back it's very cute and other times they have little like cleaning shrimp, like the little one, the the French one from Finding Nemo. And oh, if you stick your fingers in, they'll just like come over and like pick and clean from like underneath. Yeah. It's so fun. I love I don't it. Know, I don't know about huh. shrimp exactly, but I've heard of like, uh, like small fish, almost like nematodes. Yes. I want to say like you stick yes. your uh, like feet in, and it's like basically yes. they eat like the dead skins, basically like a foot massage for your feet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's wild. That that um 
that's a very specific type of spa and i don't know if any of those exist in like toronto but i would love to go to one of those one of these days like those the, oh. they just seem like so much fun <laughs> yeah i that there's something intriguing about that in a weird way but at the same time i don't know just letting fish nibble on my feet is i feel like it would be a, i feel like i'd have a really hard time sitting still for that <laughs> Yeah, it, it would definitely feel extremely awkward at first. That's yeah. fair. I yeah, I guess it would be like weird and ticklish and just odd. But I I mean, I've had the cleaning shrimp go at my hands before, and there there's a quarry um a ways down from where my mother in law lives, and she says like, oh, in the summertime you can like climb down and stick your feet in and all the little like guppies that live in that quarry will actually do that exact thing where they'll come up and like um do the little like guppy on your on your feet to eat the the dead skin and stuff and i don't know it's like a free version of the spa except it's got like freezing water (laughs) yeah i just gotta stick your feet in the old quarry (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so soaky gads in there yeah. <laughs> like you know, all you find are like like weird like weird black fish and like slime jacks like you would see in stardew <laughs> god i was worried you just stick your feet and pull it out you got buttons you feel like it's the guppies it's just a bunch of leeches <laughs> oh yeah that'd be awful oh i hate that you like you like that metal image eh Oh my god, fuck. I mean, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take leeches over, over zebra mussels any day. Oh, oh yeah, dude, those things like cut you up. Oh yeah. Yeah, I um I had a friend who told me a story like they they had gone camping and he had accidentally stepped on a zebra mussel and they were like borderline trying to figure out if they needed to go to the hospital because his like foot would not stop bleeding because like those things are basically just knives basically it's basically yeah a razor blade at the end at the end of their shell like i've personally yeah. witnessed one of my friends slice his foot on oh. on one of those things and yeah it's oh. it's not a fun time oh. it's exactly like that we were like should we take you to the hospital because like your foot is not stopping oh. with the blood it was a deep I, cut too. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. About <laughs> now and now, see, that's that's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> that's this is your fault. Oh, that I, makes I, me I mean, Just as as a thing, uh, the our feet have a lot of like it's it's it bleeds more than what you would really think it is. That's just the way our feet are designed. So even very small cuts will look like they're bleeding like it's a big cut so typically it's not a big deal if you get a cut on your foot um it just happens that that's the way our bodies are designed so but it's nasty oh yeah yeah (laughs) it's fucking nasty it's gross gross i don't like it want any other shit I'll say though, I would be very down for an aquarium trip because we were talking about doing another trip to Toronto. Because you and I fly, we've done a few of those in our time. Yeah. Those have always been fun experiences. You get a group of us go down and shop around, check stuff out, and especially because this time, if we do go, we'll be taking my boyfriend with us, and he's never been on one of these trips before. Ooh. Yeah, and he, let me tell you, he loves some fish. 
he absolutely <laughs> I said <laughs> I said that and it was that same thing of Jin like hear a dog hearing its name just perked up and like looked over. <laughs> he's over at his computer, he heard that, he's like, Oh what fish? You wanna come with us, bees. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I, I think that makes a full car now, because if it's you and your boyfriend and me and my brother. Oh yeah, I guess that's it. Well, that, that's, that's it. That's well, the crew. Well, unless, uh, but we will need to strap Dougie to the car to the roof because he wanted to come too. Oh boy, uh, we can strap oh. someone to the roof. Someone get in the trunk. Well, I, yeah. we'll see. We we'll see. I've, we'll, I've we'll taken see. a few trunk rides before. I, I might, <laughs> I might have, I might have some options available to me vis-a-vis transport. I may be able to. Uh, borrow a potential ride that may be able to see more people. So, oh, like we'll like a see. like you have access to a van. I may have access to something with more seats, not necessarily a van, but I Three would have to have some discussions with some people. I, I'll talk to my people. I'll get back to you. Why Man, would that... I... that was so cryptic? That's <laughs> it's just it's my parents. I was going to talk to my parents because. That's that's what the other access would be. I, I've borrowed vehicles of theirs before for special event things like this. Like last summer when we went camping, I borrowed my dad's truck. Well, I, I guess for me, I'm just trying to figure out what what fucking... It's an SUV. I'm just, I don't know. I was just having fun with it. Oh, an but, SUV. Okay. I was Because yeah. I, I, I kind of think of SUVs and vans to be sort of like the same thing. You, you, oh, I, you I guess. Eat seven or eight people in it and you're like, oh, not necessarily a van. I'm like, so it's like a caterpillar car like what are we getting into here <laughs> caterpillar car okay what is a caterpillar car <laughs> no i was thinking of something weird like like where you just have like multiple like six wheels and it's like a little bus from totoro yeah i mean that's I, what I, I, got it. I was personally thinking like one of those big uh vans that like you see a lot of uh delivery drivers use not like oh. uh those cube vans but like <laughs> those ones that can have like freaking like eight or so seats that are like I, as tall as those freaking how, how much would a rental on one of those cube vans be? We'll just drive that up to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> just strap a couple seats there and yeah, that'll work. Or just like oh I I I don't know what you were talking about because I was picturing one of those like weird slide door like unmarked white van sort of things. And I do not want to drive around in one of those. <laughs> okay, but like <laughs> I get seeing one driving around might make you uncomfortable because you don't know who's inside or what they're they're capable of or what they want to do. But like, if you're inside with your friends <laughs> and like there's there's no mystery, you know who's in there. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about being in that van that makes you uncomfortable? At that they're point? just weird vans. No, there's literally <laughs> nothing good that's ever happened with one of those vans. They they have a bad reputation. <laughs> that's all hollywood propaganda i won't have you slander <laughs> slander these vans um yeah those vans drove by my school all the time and they were fine <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> that <laughs> they've even given me a ride home before oh jesus <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> holy shit Be- bees <laughs> <laughs> we, we, need, coming out. we need to have a talk <laughs> we do, I'm just I'm very concerned right now. <laughs> uh, 
Oh god. Next thing you're gonna tell me is you're fucking something about your gym teacher having penis inspection day. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this whole bit reminded me of. Um Is that from yeah. a What? Is that is that a reference to something? No, well, it was like a joke I've heard told around before. It was like a meme online oh. at some point. Or oh, I thought that sounded like <laughs> something that was like a like a very like adjacent to like it's an always sunny kind of reference. It is definitely a joke they would make. It, the, the whole thing is basically just like, oh man, it was really weird back when I was in school. Like my gym teacher would always do like penis inspection day, but he always seemed to pay more attention to me than all the other kids. <laughs> 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 and like, like just some kid the whole joke being just like bringing it up like completely oblivious to how fucked it yeah. is oh they've <laughs> yeah they've done that on sunny those are that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> 100% it's just just like these you know they gave me a ride home um um <laughs> I, I, hoped, I hope that was a joke anyways <laughs> I've thing is I've been in the town that you grew up in. It's uh, there's there's some there's a few characters. Oh my god. <laughs> is he there? Oh what's what's our? Did we lose Oh our my man? god. I don't know if I I don't know if I like didn't hear you. What the hell? <laughs> Did you just like space out? Uh, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. Uh, no, it it is. I'm sorry. I, I laughed because the situation was funny. I was not me laughing at you. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Just the the town you grew up in is a little rough, and I'm just hoping that what you said oh, was yeah, was in fact a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of like violence, it's not really rough, but I don't know like if this is official enough. But at one time, apparently, it was considered to be like one of the busiest uh drug running uh like places in oh. ontario at least mostly, mostly because like it uh it had like three major crossways like that but yeah it's you have there are three major like intersections there and yeah it's just like that can allow some pretty um. messed up things to like travel through and like just i've even taken drives with uh my friends like around town back in the day and <laughs> I don't know if he was joking or not, but part of me wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't. But he literally, like, as we were driving, pointed out people and was like, he's a meth dealer, he's a coke dealer, he's a weed dealer, he's oh. a heroin dealer, he's a meth dealer. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh my this God. is my town? Oh, that's that's crazy. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, like um. I said before, the, like, violence-wise, it's, it's perfectly fine. It's just drugs. <laughs> No violence, only drugs. I love I love the idea of drug dealers being like, no, 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 you don't bring your gun here. We don't endorse violence. This is a peaceful town. We we, o we only got the meth here. Only we meth. Just really like to get high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, that was a bummer. <laughs> We're going to end on that note, huh? Uh, well. We probably should start doing some recommendations here soon. It's yeah, it's okay. getting to be about that time. Uh, just check my wristwatch, and yep, it's recommendation o'clock. Yeah. Let's go to the shout out corner. Um, 
what do y'all got to recommend? And I'm going to say, because we already recommended it last week, and even you recommended it, <laughs> not even having seen it yet, Bees. Though I, I, I will, you know, I think I think it lends more credence now that you have uh, and have come back saying it is as good as you hoped it would be. But we, I think we do need to recommend something a little different. I think we, we have spoken a, a, a very lot about Turning Red and how good it is. I think we got to give something else a spotlight this week. Oh yeah, for sure. No, um, B, you can you can recommend Turning Red if you want because that's fresh in your head. <laughs> well, I I was I gonna guess. say like I, I am gonna recommend it because it is just a great movie. That won't be like my official recommendation though. Oh. I am just gonna reiterate: go watch that. Like it's it is a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I will recommend, I I um don't know if I recommended him in the past. Uh, but it is a, uh, YouTuber who, like, uh, he used to work for NASA, he makes, like, a lot of, like, cool inventions, but he also, uh, has paired up with, um, some other people, uh, recently, and, uh, a couple of years ago for some massive, like, projects, uh, to, like, benefit the, uh, benefit the planet, Team Trees and Team Seas. Oh! Uh, this guy, this man is, uh, his name is Mark Rober, uh, he is a scientist, uh, well, an engineer. Uh, he creates a lot of cool things, uh, but also, like I said, he has been part of some major uh, movements to like help the planet. So that alone, I personally think he should get some recognition for. But yeah, he he creates some pretty cool things. Uh, like his videos are very entertaining. He also has classes. Like if you're interested in becoming an engineer, or even if you just have an idea, you want to like kind of get out of your head and into the open. He has a uh, uh, engineering course where like he will teach you like uh, coding like how to like wire stuff solder stuff to like actually make like whatever you want really obviously like within reason but like if you want to have like I don't know like an Iron Man gauntlet that can like shoot like a, a laser that can like not like a full laser but like a little heat ray like you could do that if you want to like I don't know like uh, you want to make like a leaf blower that's like also a flamethrower. He could like teach you that. Yeah, no, I, I, that's actually what a good recommendation. I've um, I've watched a couple of uh Mark's videos before, and I think um, it's so cool that you know he actually is a NASA scientist. Um, and the stuff that he comes up with is just absolutely incredible that thing that he's doing for team c's is is great um i i i've seen uh i mean i think everybody in the world has seen his like um backyard uh squirrel obstacle course oh yeah that that's a really um, good video <laughs> so that's really fun but uh what i really enjoyed was how when he th there's that one that he did like it was four years ago but um it was a video about how he can use science to prove how carnival games are. Oh yeah. And like that, I mean, that video has like 90 million views or whatever. So I know everybody's seen it, but like his stuff is great. I oh, love yeah. his, yeah, I love his it's, stuff. Oh, for sure. It's like a, a combination of like, uh, you're actually learning something. It's entertaining. Yeah. Like you, you get value from it. Uh, and like, he's, done a lot of charity work it's like he's just an overall great guy i i personally think yeah absolutely that's a that's a really nice 
uh, like a heartwarming <laughs> recommendation. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that would be my recommendations. What do you guys got? Uh, I I'll go next. I'm gonna oh, recommend please. watching The Expanse on uh, it's on Prime. Uh, it's a uh sci-fi show. Um, I it's based on a series of books. I have not read them, but Invisibo has. Okay. Um, I don't. Do you guys know much about The Expanse? I. Or? I know you and I have had a conversation about it at one point, and I do not remember if it was on this show or if it was outside of it. But I, I've, I, the only bit that I've heard was from you. But I know it's like a big sci-fi series, and yeah, based on books. But I don't, I don't know a whole lot beyond that. Okay, yeah, no, for sure. It's yeah, um, that was probably yeah. I would have m mentioned it in the server a couple of times just as I was watching. Like it's such a good show. Um, so it's a sci-fi show. It takes place a couple hundred years in the future, where um humans have uh pretty much mastered space travel, where people are actively living in space now, and in this future we have essentially three factions we have earth um we have mars and all the people who are working and living like born and raised on mars um trying to do their best to uh terraform it as much as possible and then there are people who live way out in deeper space who are uh essentially like the equivalent of like blue collared people working in asteroid belts looking for um minerals frozen water literally anything that they can find uh in asteroid belts and they're called uh belters for a short term and the whole series has a lot it's so hard to describe what the series is about because over the course of the show the focus does change a lot um but I will try to summarize it where, like, in the beginning of, like, you know, the in the beginning of season one, our main characters are caught up in, a, in like, um, uh, there's a mysterious ship um, that set out a uh, SOS, and their ship decides to, uh, it was going to ignore it, but our main character said, no, like, let's go check it out. And so a small party go out to check out the ship and there's nothing out there um and then when they're about to return to the main ship someone from somewhere else sends a rocket and explodes their ship and now that sets off like a whole chain reaction of them getting caught up in a huge web of like conspiracies lies government projects potential like extraterrestrial life which in this universe they there are no aliens um and so the um potential of like alien life is really crazy and the world building alone is why i would recommend it because every person is so realized and all of the science involved is just seen is so it's accurate it's really accurate and how it, things just evolved over the last couple of decades and hundreds of years of people living in space is so incredible. So like one thing that I really noticed was incredible is um, on Mars, um, it, this isn't totally explained in the show, but it is in the books where 
you have the 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 first groups of initial colonizers were people from uh america and people from india and a lot of the americans who went were like from the south so you ended up with a lot of like texans and indians like just up on mars and then you end up with characters who are you know who are indian but have like a southern drawl and it's just such a fascinating clash of cultures up there like then one of the main characters alex kamal has like a southern accent and he feels at home at like a cowboy bar right okay. um and huh. out in the, interesting. yeah it's really it's just fun because it just feels like something natural that would have developed over several you know generations of people being up on mars together um and then you've got people in the belt who were primarily people who came from who uh were like basically from africa but people of all like races went up there but because the belt was so far and removed from earth and mars a lot of their own language developed like a lot of slang developed over time that was also very based like it sounds like people are just speaking in like afrikaans as well and everybody has like a south african accent from the belt um and the thing that's incredible that was like that was such a cool detail that they talked about in episode one is that like people from the belt are so physiologically different because they're born and raised in zero gravity having never set foot on a planet so there are things like that are you know something that's showcased in episode one is something called gravity torture where they have somebody suspe suspected of um, espionage from the belt um, just put up on like a bar to hang like to hang and it just being on earth's gravity is like it when like goku accidentally went into the gravity chamber and set it too high and the okay. and goku couldn't breathe right <laughs> so hard and that's what was happening to this belter because he lived lived his whole life in zero g's so being on earth and having gravity pushing down on him was it's in the show it's called um uh gravity torture basically or putting him up on the hooks because he's just like kind of dangling there and the gravity is just pulling down on him that it like it's torture for him. So wow. it's just fascinating <laughs> stuff or how like there's no, they have no bone density because they grew up in zero G. So in order for a character, like if someone grew up in the belt for them to go onto a planet, they have to go through intensive regimens of like hormone treatments and bone rapid bone density uh growth and it's like considered one of the most painful things ever um but without like stronger bones you your body just like collapses on a planet under a planet's gravity so i don't know just like it feels so grounded in reality and all of the characters are just so fun and they feel like real characters so I highly recommend it. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, Invisibo and I just recently finished watching the whole series. Uh, there's six seasons. Um, super recommend it. Just it's so much fun. All right. Yeah, no, okay. it does yeah, sound interesting. That does sound like, really good. 
I like the world building details. I really like the exploration of like where humanity could go from like our current time. Like that kind of idea is interesting. Like so some of it like the geopolitical developments and stuff like that and like cultural developments and the way that that all kind of evolves is interesting too but i i really also dig the just like the sheer biological aspects and like physiological aspects like that like yeah. probably the way you describe about the belter sounds really interesting to me especially but all of it sounds pretty intriguing honestly absolutely like yeah the world building in this show uh in the series is just absolutely uh like outstanding it does uh sound really interesting because it's nice when you have a world like that that um that has uh like some understanding of like how it would actually happen like in real life if someone were to actually like grow up in zero g's like like all this stuff yeah exactly exactly like and and you know because growing up in zero g's has its own like what almost like its own way of life like you end up with like you know um it comes with the language changes as well and there's so much like there's so much slang out in the belt and like i if you're gonna watch it watch it with subtitles because half the time i had i would have no idea what they were saying unless i had the subtitles to say like oh they're saying xyz but that is slang or that's afrikaans and i wouldn't know that otherwise huh okay interesting yeah exact yeah yeah um and uh um no it's just it's just interesting just given that like there's that those differences in gravity differences of just like i don't know geopolitical stuff like the belt and mars resent uh earthers a lot because they came from a place with unlimited water and oxygen which is more precious than anything else out on mars and in the belt right so just stuff like that uh how many Maybe. seasons does it have uh six seasons um okay. i will um i will say this they were they were unfortunately rushed with season six because they uh. thought they the whole team was under the impression that they had uh a season six and a season seven but after season five ended uh uh, Prime was like, no, you're, you're uh, we're not gonna give you season seven anymore. You have to finish this within season uh, six. That's oh. a shitty when, uh, like yeah. deals backtrack like that and shows are forced to like kind of compromise. Like, well, yeah. we're fucked, um, so we gotta do this. Yeah, like my understanding is that, like Invisible said that they did cover everything for the most part that was in the books, but from from my point of view a lot of it felt extremely rushed and there was one part that it like it came out of nowhere and it made me feel like they were just like checking something off a list they were like okay we got uh. that and it it's just an, but like you know you can't blame the team they thought they had two seasons worth to go with so um it was fine for what it was but still watch it. Everything else was super good. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That'll definitely be something I'll add to my list. Yeah, that's, it. Good. that's it for me. What you got, Big B? Well, what I have... So this anime <laughs> that I watched... I first watched back when it like had more or less first came out in like 2018. Uh, and that was, cause that was when actually I moved into this apartment that I'm in now. 
uh, and Dingo had helped uh, with some of the movement. Actually, you you had helped out that day too, Fly. You and uh, you and Invisibo. Um, but uh, <clears throat> he he had been there for a bit. We we were having pizza afterwards and hanging out, and watching this anime. Watch like the first couple episodes, I think, together. And I was like, man, I gotta finish watching this. Dingo went finished it like pretty much that week. Okay. I oh wow here now in 2022 have finally finished it. Oh. <laughs> All right, Damn. I'm on the right. see what Just was it? Burn. Uh, it Megalobox. It's, oh. it's uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's got a season two now, which I haven't seen, but I have seen the first season, and it's oh man, I gotta say, definitely check it out. It's insanely good. It's because like i know it's based on i forget the name of it now but it, there's like it's an old like uh like boxing manga and anime but uh it's the this is basically kind of like a, a reimagining of that in like a cyberpunk kind of context because the whole idea is you have the main guy joe who he just takes that name on as an alias you don't ever really know his real name or any of his backstory it's all just kept a mystery but he really just his whole thing is he wants to fight like a strong opponent he wants to be like the best fighter and he's basically kind of just subsisting off of like underground fights at the beginning uh and he's working with this guy who's sort of his supposed to be his trainer but he's kind of just like his connection to like some of the underground stuff basically a way just to make money because he's basically just throwing fights uh like throwing like these underground like fights basically just to like help make money for this like criminal group and he's making money that way but he gets tired of that particularly when he runs into the champion of this main basically the titular megalo box uh event because in this cyberpunk future boxing has basically become like formula one racing where it's no longer just about how good a boxer you are it's also about how good your quote-unquote gear is the basically like exoskeletal like basically like arm robotics that you wear to like help you like really like box extra good and it's like who can develop like the best one and there's this big corporation the shirito corporation that's trying to host this big megalo box event to base the megalonia as they call it to like determine who like the best boxer is and uh their fighter is like the the absolute champion this uh, yuri guy and basically he and uh, joe have this chance encounter and joe basically it's like this that i really want to fight this guy and they basically end up in this whole thing where they're like the ultimate underdogs they have to like forge signet like fake citizenship things and basically go on this like really kind of risky deal with like these criminal dudes to try to like enter into this ring so he can have a chance to actually like try and be the best and basically like rising up through that it's it's super classic like underdog boxing story but the pacing and how well this show builds like its hype moments is absolutely insane and it's got it just bleeds style it's very i'll say for how recent it is and i i know it was something um jeff through uh mother's basement talked about when he had talked about it because he's part of how i found out about the show he mentioned how like retro the show feels like it feels very like 90s anime in a way that a lot of shows don't really feel that way anymore and it 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 really hits like the soundtrack is super cool it's got like this kind of nice like hip-hop edge to it that you don't hear in a lot of anime but in a way that also doesn't sound like corny or anything like that it's it's it all works very well it's got a very good visual style the characters are all really great and interesting the show goes to some really interesting emotional places and 
like it, it has some really great imagery especially when it is trying to deliver those hype moments because there's a lot of these like intercut shots of like especially in the uh like the opening theme uh like intro to the show they have like these intercut shots of joe on his motorcycle like driving across the desert and then cutting through over to like this like uh wild dog like wolf like running across the desert which is all supposed to tie into like his nickname in the underground as junk dog and then how a lot of the people like in the the more high class society once they're starting to really rise up through megalonia and trying to like get higher in the the rest like the boxing ranks basically they're like referring to him as like a stray dog who has no place in their ring and everything like that right and it all ties into that visually but then it's these moments where like he'll be like staring down another fighter in the ring and it'll cut to this like quick second of like you can see like the ground like running and like rushing in front of him as though he's like running in the desert kind of thing and it's mostly this like moment of like excitement and you see his like face like his expression changes and he's like oh yeah like he's you can tell he's getting into it and then it just it, the music picks up and it just oh man it hits so fucking good it's so rad that's awesome yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. love it love it when an anime comes together oh yeah <laughs> the ending of that show the first season ended on a really really great note it was super great it's like oh yeah this all turned this this all turned out as, as good as you could want it i guess like i, I don't want to give anything away i won't give any away specifics it's it's yeah the the ending is very satisfying though and then season two starts and it's like it's the darkest goddamn turn and oh. i'm not sure where season two's going i haven't watched very much of it uh, i didn't even finish the first episode yet just because i i i had started that just after finishing like the last like three episodes in the first season and i was like i don't really want to sit through another episode right now but i want to see like a little bit of what start like i want to get an inkling of where the new season's going because i'm excited after how this ended <laughs> that it was like oh this is like this is brutal <laughs> i oh, mean man. it is really nice when like a show you really like especially one that only had one season and gets another one i mean i know you haven't seen it yet but I'm really hoping that, like, A, you'll like it and it's good, and B, like, they don't mess it up, because some shows are notorious for, like, having that extra season, but it's like, oh, you really should not repeat that. Yeah, we'll have to see, but I, I as long as it's, if it's anywhere at least close in quality to the first season, I think, I think I'm in for a good time. Okay. That's good. I'm glad that anime's working out. Yeah, really. Yeah. And you know what? We're... We're going to get out of here, I think. This has been episode 61 of Balcony Banter. Yeah, it has been. Thank you very much to Fly for joining us yet again. Hell yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, I always appreciate having you on here. Uh, Always And always a big thanks to our buddy Zoo, aka Blackbird Bell, for his use of our music as a... Wait, for his... For our use of his music for our intro and outro (laughs) tunes. You got it. Uh yeah, uh, check him out on Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter as well at balcony underscore banter. Uh, oh yeah, that's I guess that's my QA. I also have Twitter. Uh, at Bigby the Wizard, I do the art. I post the art and check it out. Do you have a thing you want to plug, Fly? I think you plugged your Twitter last time. Would you like to do so once again? I will do so once again. I am found on Twitter uh, at invisiblefly21, all one word. I mostly shitpost, so don't 
don't follow me for anything important. Mostly. I feel... <laughs> if you want a good laugh, or yeah, just to see a, a shit post, go follow her. That's well, me. you know what? I'll say, as someone who does follow your Twitter, you, you post some interesting stuff. You post some, some good, important things sometimes. It's not all shit posts, I, I, I would say. There's the odd good moment. But, I mean, I also feel like if anyone's going to follow you after listening to, like, your showing on, on any of the episodes you've been on on this show, I think they know what to expect. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. If they don't, well, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I guess one thing I, I one thing I will plug is if like you know thing things are looking better, um, it, try come to Anime North in Toronto, Canada. Uh, that's oh, July July fifteenth to seventeenth. Uh, normally it's at the end of May, but due to a lot of like COVID stuff this year, uh, we had to po post it for a uh, postpone it to later. Um, I am plugging it because I am part of the staff. Well, not like the paid staff, um, but like part of the real life volunteer staff and then part of the staff staff of the Discord. Uh, so that is Anime North, July 15th to the 17th at the Toronto Congress Center in Toronto, Canada. Okay. Really cool. I've been there a few times. Yeah, uh, I mean, fingers crossed that things are going to be better uh, in the summertime. Uh, would not want to attend a convention now. Um, I know Colonel oh, yeah. Equinox just happened last weekend. Um, but, I mean, that's a furry convention, and everyone's got a mask on anyways, so I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh what, a, what a note to end. What a note yeah, to really? leave on. I've been Big I... And I've been Bees. What's the final word, Fly? Oh, uh, uh, that type, yo.